<clears throat> well, good morning, good morning. Gosh, it seems like there's been an exodus. Did everybody hear how much I had to say? They've all, <laughs> They've all gone. Um, okay, so, well, my name's Ruth, as you've already been told, and I've been part of this church um, since 1988, I worked out this morning, which is quite a long time ago. I don't really want to think about how long ago that was. Um, I walked into OCC um, a few days after I'd become a Christian, actually, from completely not knowing Jesus, and I walked into OCC in the George Street Cinema for the morning performance, and um, stood up and introduced myself, and I've been here ever since. Well, I did have eight years in tame in between, but, you know, this, is, this has been home for me. And uh, so that's, yeah, I'm married to Andy down here, the, uh, the sultry bassist this morning. Um, <laughs> you know, notice that bassists never smile. They, they always go with the flow with the bass, don't they? Um, <laughs> so I'm married to Andy, and I have four kids whom I've home educated for the last 11 years. Um, so that's what I do. Um, I've only got one at home now. The others have all grown up, um, which means I'm getting older, which is, you know, it's a bit hard, really, isn't it? Um, so that's what I do. But I thought of a little story to introduce me, because I don't really like introducing myself by what I do. Um, I'd rather you got to know me. I've got this great little story, which I think fits with the flow of what God's been giving us this morning. Isn't God good? He is with us. And I'm thinking, yes, Lord, yes. And it was a bit obvious, really. But anyway, I was thinking, yes, that's what I wanted to say, Lord. Um, So this story is about me and the fact that I like to cram too much into everything. So that gives you a little heads up to actually how much I've got to say. Um, So when I was a student, I used to do really bum jobs in factories just to earn the money. And I once worked in a trifle factory. And uh, you can imagine it, can't you, with the little, um, little shower cap and all the whites. And we're all lined up there, and I'm on fruit. Now, I don't know about you, but there's never enough fruit in a trifle. Never, never. I mean, there's never enough fruit in anything for me. So um, I'm thinking, great, this is my chance. I can put more fruit in the trifles. So I'm there and I'm lobbing in the trifles as they're going past me, lobbing in the raspberries as it goes past me on the conveyor belt. And uh, all of a sudden, the conveyor belt stops. And I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, this woman, she's a big girl. She came marching down the conveyor belt. Who's on row four? And I'm like, one, two, three, four. Oh, it's me, it's me, it's my fault. She goes, you're putting too many raspberries in. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I won't put any more in, sorry, I won't. You only put four in. I'm like, four? I can put four raspberries in, for heaven's sake. So I had to, uh, otherwise I'd have to go home. I had to do, I had to do what I was told, I only put four raspberries in. But actually that is just not me, okay? And that is not our God. Our God is a generous God. Our God is the one that rams the raspberries in our trifles. And that's my title for this morning is There's More. And that's what we've been singing this morning. We've been singing our God is good. Our God loves us. Our God is for us. And that is is what I want threaded all the way through this morning. Our God is good. Our God loves us. And he's the God of more. There's always more. There's always an upgrade. Thank you, Simon, for reminding us of that. So uh, my title actually is Open Heaven. Oh, I haven't turned this thing of me on, have I? Okay. It's open heaven every day. It's flashing at me, Eleanor. I hope that means it's still going to work. Um, So open heaven every day. Um, In our series, Open Heaven Changing Lives. I'm not very good at sticking to titles or doing what I'm told. Um, But (laughs) that's vaguely what I'm talking about. Um, But really, I'm talking about the fact that there's more. Um, And I'm... (laughs) um, So we've all probably heard 
I'm actually talking about prayer, just in case you don't know that by the end of it. Um, and I'm not really, didn't want to run and tell you that, because often you go, oh, no, she's going to talk about prayer, and I'm going to feel, go away feeling really rubbish, like I don't do enough. And, oh. and, but I don't want that to happen today. I want you to go away with something. And uh, we've, we're all different. I've been very aware as I've been preparing that um, I'm an extrovert. I've got lots of words that I um, need to get rid of every day. So the introverts around me really do get on my words. Um, and I'm obviously at home during the day, so I can govern my time. Um, and I'm aware that that's not the story for everybody. We've all got different pressures on you and uh, different bits. So today I've tried to bring a bit of a pick and mix. Is this going to work? Where do I point it, Eleanor? Oh, there it is. There's a pick and mix. There we go. I've tried to bring you a bit of a pick and mix. Um, so some of the sweeties you'll like and some of them you won't. So just leave the ones that you don't like and leave those for someone else to eat. Um, or if you've given up sugar, click on. There we go. Are you going to do it for me, Eleanor? You do it for me. That's lovely. Um, for those that have given up sugar, quite a few of my friends have. You can imagine it's a cheese board, okay? And go back to the cheese board for a different bit of cheese. Um, but I like sweeties. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, I have... Go on to the next one, please, Eleanor. That's the next one. So Here we are. Here's a key point. This came to me on a WhatsApp from Bex. This was fantastic. Bex gave me this real prophetic thrust that um, she felt God had on her heart. And guess what? It matched what I had. So I thought, yes, we're on target here, Lord. So what God is really interested in is long-term sustainable transformation. So in your upgrade and you're talking to God, that's what we're after. Hands up, who's after that? Anyone after an upgrade? Oh, yes, great. I'm talking to the right people. It is possible too. Is that encouraging? Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. you can be a bit more African with me. You can say, Woo! yes, Lord. Okay. Now, so it is possible to bring about this change. Because if, if we improve our connection with God, we walk closer to him. And when we walk closer to him, he can change us. And when he changes us and our experience of him, we want more. We want more. And guess what? There's more. There's more to be had. There's more raspberries for your trifle. Okay, so when Bex's word, I'm just going to read you a bit of it. So God isn't interested in fad diets. When we become aware of our need to change, of our need to be healthier, our own lethargy or lack of prayer in our lives, we can become people of extremes. They attempt to, to change and binge on God and spend three hours praying in tongues each morning. And... Um, and, uh, or, or throwing everything else out of our lives so that we can do it. Um, but it doesn't always work, does it, if we try to do that? If we come away all pumped up and go, yes, 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 I can do this. You can usually do it till about Tuesday morning, and then it all fails again, and I'll deal with full rubbish. But actually, and it's like a faddy diet, isn't it? If you want to keep the weight off, you've got to do something about your lifestyle. You've got to do something that is sustainable and realistic, okay? So the realistic for what your life is like. So I'm constantly nagging Andy to uh, make lifestyle choices, I call them, (laughs) about getting fitter. I have a friend who always goes upstairs to the toilet, even if there's one downstairs, just so that she gets a few more steps on her counter, so she gets a little bit more active. And uh, so I caught this off her, and I'm always driving around the car park looking for the space 
closest to the shop. And I'm going, no, go park over there. Make a lifestyle choice. Come on. Let's change things. Let's walk across the car park and not just drive until we... He will drive round the car park three times to find that space. Whereas I'm like, no, we park here and we walk. Um, <laughs> but... Um, so, and we've got step counters on our phone, and this has sort of become my new obsession. The children, I drive the children mad. I'm like, no, 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 I need steps on my phone. It's changing my lifestyle. Um, and uh, by the end of the day, I'm often climbing up and down the stairs, cleaning my teeth, just so I get my goal of <laughs> however many steps I'm going to do that day. I'm a very focused person when I want something. Um, so, <laughs> but... Um, Yes, so my week is structured around getting some of that exercise and fitting it in. I go jogging with Georgie once a week. We're doing the couch to 5K. Woo! Um, Very slowly, okay? (laughs) Most people do it three times a week. Georgie and I do it once a week. um, But we're letting the app serve us, okay? The nice little lady that says, you are halfway with serving us, okay? I need, we need her to say you're halfway so we can go, oh, we can do this, we can keep going. Um, and that's one of the things that I want us to get across is that things need to serve us. They need to fit us to, so that we can gain a momentum in prayer, in that upgrade in prayer. So we're going forwards, Georgie and I, and we're not giving up. Okay, um, next PowerPoint, I think. Yes, there we go. That's my motto. Slow and steady wins the race. I thought that was a lovely little quote down there. Some quit due to slow progress. Not grasping the fact that slow progress is progress. Okay? So if you're writing an essay and you've only done a page, that's progress. Don't be depressed. Don't be depressed. You got there. If you uh, have young children and you've got a job to do, just nibble off a little bit. I had to really learn that. Nibbled off a little bit of the job is progress. Not, oh, I failed. We're going to see. Encourage ourselves because we do get downhearted very quickly, don't we? Um... So, yes, with, with getting fitter, you see what happened to me. It became important to me. It became a priority. It's become a priority for me. And as I enjoy it, it does me good. And, and then I want more of it. It's getting easier to go jogging. It's getting easier to get up and go out the door when it's cold because it's not, it's not going to hurt as much. And um, there's a parallel here with our prayer lives, which you probably saw coming. Okay. <laughs> Um, we can structure our lives around our prayer lives. We can, make, we can do that. Um, if we approach it in the same way, it's important to us. Yes, tick. Our prayer life's important. Talking to God's important to us. We value it. Tick. It's a priority for us. Tick. So, but we need to structure our lives around it so that it happens, so that it can be, receive an upgrade. As we get fitter in our conversation with God, it does us good too. And as you taste more of God, as your trifle gets that bit richer, it's fantastic. You want more, and you want more. So you've got momentum. You've got momentum. Keep it going, slow and steady. Next point. There are points. That was number one. Okay? There's number two. This is a great phrase, this. Aim for the ideal, but deal with the real. Okay? Don't be downcast by the real, because the real is the reality at the moment and that's exactly where God meets us okay he loves us just the way we are doesn't want us necessarily stay like that but that's how he loves us and he's with us he's God Emmanuel with us so we deal with the real we have to grab hold of it that's why I put it in capital letters we've got to deal with the real we've got to be intentional with the real 
Okay, and, but sometimes I think it's good to check your ideals. You may be laboring under a really false expectation with your prayer life. And I think it's really good to go back and go, well, is this ideal doing me any good? Um, like Georgie and I with our couch to 5K, she's been ill for weeks. Um, <laughs> she's fed up with being ill. But so the real changed. The real changed. We needed to go for, just go for a walk. So we went for a walk just so that we kept going. And we haven't lost momentum. And the, the app is serving us. We're, we're going with it. We're not going, oh, fail. We haven't been for two weeks. We're just dealing with the real and changing it and making it serve us. So the real changes. We might have had, got a new job and it just blows us out of the water. I remember when my daughter started sixth form, moving from being home educated, being able to get up in the morning, read her Bible, and have a breakfast, and then do her work, and be in charge of it all, to bang, bang, out the door at half seven, on the bus, off to school, all the way through the day, and home. And she was like, ah, oh, when do I talk to God? So she's had to readjust her reel. She's had to it took a turn, probably, to get to the point where she thought, actually, I can pray on the bus. I can listen to worship on the bus. I can read on the bus. I can do that. So she changed her ideal. And now her real is very different. And it's great. So we need to deal with the real and don't just be run over by it. Okay? When things change, go, oh, oh, oh okay. I need to change my expectation. I need to keep pursuing my upgrade. Point three. Okay, ordering our buckets. So our relationship with God is the most important thing for us. It needs to be because he is our source. He is our guide. He is everything. Everything we were singing this morning says that that's, that's God for us. So that is important. And this little illustration is about the jar is your life. Okay, and you've got lots of stuff to cram into it. It's not like many of us have only got a pebble in our jar. I don't know anyone that sits around with not much to do. If you do, my house is an absolute pigsty. Do come round. Um, <laughs> but um, so we look at our bucket. And, uh, and Eleanor, if you could flick to the next one for me. There we go. There's our bucket. If you put the sand in first, okay, you, you can't fit everything in. And you leave things out. And the next bit? Okay, if you put the rocks in first, and then the sand, the sand fills in the gaps, and it all fits in the end. So, rocks, what are your rocks? I would like to suggest that our communication with God is one of our major rocks. Um, and it goes in first. It's one of our highest priorities. It's our, what do we do first every day, or what do we do first in every situation? And let everything else fit in around it. Sounds a bit maybe unrealistic, but I, I'm, I'm believing it, actually. I can do that in faith, and I think it is a faith journey. It's a faith decision. Um, it's like tithing, isn't it? You give the first, you trust God for the rest. It's all his anyway. Same with our time. It's all God's anyway. Give him your first bit or your best bit, and trust him in faith that everything else will fit in around it, and actually would probably be better. Um, so that's, that's a question for you to go home with. Well, what are my rocks? What are my rocks? And are they going in first? Am I just letting the busyness of life get in the bucket, get in the bucket first and then everything else gets left out? It, it's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a part of dealing with the real. Get hold of your, your bucket, tip it all out and say, right, what are my rocks? 
and actually put communicating with God and connecting with God and pursuing God in as one of your major rocks. But remember the rabbit and the tortoise. Be realistic. Don't be harsh on yourself because God's not harsh on you. And rejoice in small victories. I think we need to celebrate times, don't we? We need to pat ourselves on the back. Or is there a really tedious um, children's program my kids used to watch? <laughs> it was called Give Yourself a Shiny. So you'd hear this. <laughs> the children encouraging themselves. Give yourself a shiny. It's just good to be encouraged, isn't it? Okay, next one. Eleanor. There we go. Oh, isn't it cute? Um, okay. But the bottom of all this, of, of undergirding everything, is that God delights to hear from us. He's like... Now, I've used a baby because someone gave a prophetic word once about us being babes in the arms of God and resting and looking up into his face. And that's what he loves. He loves it when we look up and like that baby, there's recognition in the baby's face. There's delight. There's, ah, oh, I see you. You're, love. you're my friend or you're my mummy or my daddy or I like you. And that's what God desires, that we look up into his face we, we, we turn ourselves heavenwards like we were today in the worship. We were turning ourselves heavenwards and going, I love you, Lord. Yeah, look, that's great. And who knows that when you've given a baby and it starts to wail at you, that just destroys you. <laughs> so how, how pleasing is it when you're given a baby or a small child and they smile at you and they're nice? I don't know about you, but it, it destroys me when they wail. <laughs> Okay, so slow and steady. We're looking for sustainable transformation. You've got your ideals, but you're dealing with the real. You're dealing with your rocks. And you're remembering that God delights to hear from you. Okay, okay let's go to scripture. Uh, okay, we're going to Psalm 34, verses 1 to 11. Now, Steve preached off this back in September. And it's okay if you don't remember it. I had to look back in my notes. Uh, but his points were... Reverence, reference, and lean. Okay? Um, and I'm going to kind of take a say It's okay, you don't have to remember it. So I'm going to start in Psalm 34 and just read a little bit for us. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. He delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, all you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Okay, so the psalmist goes through a process here. and We did it in worship this morning. We started with reverence. Um, the reverence is rehearsing the truth about God and getting our posture right, our hearts right before him. He is, um, he is sovereign. He is God. He, whatever we attribute to him, 
he is what he is doesn't change. That doesn't change with how we feel or God doesn't change. It's us that usually changes. And it's good for us to set our focus on that. That is our, if you think, I think I like to think of it as R&R, bit of R&R with God. Not rest and relaxation, but reverence and reference. So a bit of reverence going on, a bit of like, yes, God, you are high and exalted. You are on the throne this morning. All that we sung this morning, that was reverence. That was drawing us into his presence, getting us to put on your vertical mindset. Don't just look on this level. Remember to look up. So that's reverence, putting God on the throne, getting your posture right. And then there's reference, um, which is the next stage. It's intentionally... Um, seeking God through the day. So we've got verses four. He's got, I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. I looked look to him. The poor man called. The angel of the Lord is there for all of them. So each time the psalmist says that when we seek, guess what? God answers. He answered me. The Lord heard him. He saved him, delivered him. So it's a good precedent for referring to God all day long. So it's good. The psalmist says it's going to work. So God is for us in this. Remember, he likes to hear from us. He's never too busy. And we need a way of reminding ourselves to do that all day long. And then the last point on this. No, 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 sorry. Number six, lean, engage, trust. This is an invitation. It's the next step. Once you've got your R&R sorted, it's your platform. Okay, it's your platform for the day to start the momentum. Um, you're reverent, you're, you're keeping God in the right place, you're referring to him all day, and that means you can engage more. You're aware of him being there. You're aware that he wants to help you, he wants to save you, he wants to laugh with you, he wants to cry with you, he wants to do all those things with you. And sometimes we just have to lean in and do it. And it is an, inv- an invitation. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's a two-way thing. You taste, he gives you something good. Okay, let's get practical. Okay, practicing reverence. There's a few practical tips for us. Um, Thanksgiving is one of my favorites. And I've been trying to practice um, one this week that I thought I might share with you. Um, I like to try and practice remembering doing three things, three different types of Thanksgiving, Um, just as I wake up, really. So it's not too demanding. I try to remember, I try to give thanks for an eternal thing. Like, God's on the throne this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus is risen from the dead. Whoa, yes, that's good news for me. So eternal things. Think about something that doesn't change, okay, that is fixed. That's really scriptural. God is on the throne. Jesus loves me. Jesus died for me as I am. Speak it out to yourself. Rehearse it. And then move on. Move on to a point that um, means something to you. Think back to a point when... You can really remember God providing for you or God stepping in and speaking or, you know, just rehearse what God has done for you. That's, that's very scriptural is rehearsing and telling again the story of your life. It encourages you. You go, yeah, God does love me. He did love me then and, and he doesn't change. So yeah, he still loves me today. That's great news, isn't it? That's good news. Thank you, Lord. And then a current one. And uh, sometimes this might be all you manage. You wake up and you think, oh, right, another day. And uh, just something to look at. Well, thanks, Lord, that I've got breakfast in the cupboard. Thanks, Lord, that I had a good night's sleep. When I was, um, I had uh, 
series of, I was ill a while ago and I had a treatment series of um, chemotherapy and I was in a season where I, I couldn't do anything really. There was not much of me left and um, everyone else had to do things for me and I'd wake up in the morning and actually just about some mornings all I could manage was, thanks Lord, I've woken up, I'm still alive. Um, the view out of my bedroom window is really beautiful this morning, Lord, thank you. Oh, and the birds are singing. That's great. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my friend that's coming later to clean my house. Thank you for my friend who's um, going to bring me a meal later on. Thank you for my husband who brought me a lovely cup of tea and lined up my pills ready for me to take. Thank you. <laughs> you just think, find something. Look for it. Seek for it. Dig it up. You know, what can I give thanks for this morning? Especially, especially if you're feeling rubbish. Okay, that's when you need it most. That's when you need to go, oh, let's look. Let's really search for something to give thanks for. Okay, there's a daffodil. I love daffodils. Thank you, Lord. Spring is on its way. Um, so do it, do it, do it. That's the dealing with the real. You know, the real is you wake up feeling rubbish. Deal with it. Let's give thanks. Let's find something to give thanks for. Three things then. An eternal one, an old one, and a current one. Try practicing that. So other ways of practicing reverence, describe God. I used to use this one with the kids quite a lot. Um, we used to go through the alphabet. So describing God. So A for amazing. I'm going to ask you for one. B for beautiful. Well done. C for creator. I like that one. I couldn't get C this morning. D? Delightful. <sighs> and it's really nice to do it with other people, actually, because I used to do it with the kids, and they'd come up with one, and I'd go, well, that's a good one, I like that. And you end up encouraged, because you think, wow, you draw a picture of your God. He's delightful, he's creator, he's amazing, he's caring. Whoa, I've got a great God on my side this morning. Let's go to the day. Uh, Bible verses. It's a living word, let's let it feed us. Um, write them somewhere, write them on your tea caddy, write them on your sun visor, write them in your pencil case. Um, Katrina, you go for a cup of tea at Peter and Katrina's house, they're out doing Alpha at the moment. Um, and someone had given her a set of mugs with scriptures written all the way around the inside. So you're drinking your cup of tea being refreshed physically and all of a sudden you see this scripture and you go, oh yeah, that's really good. It's good to be reminded that God's on the throne or whatever it was, else it was. Do something with your environment. You don't have to go home and draw all over your mugs. But if that suits you, do it. It could be putting a note on your tea caddy when you go for your cup of tea in the morning. Praise God. Or something to remember about God is on the throne. Uh, pray the Lord's Prayer. I think we, we did that as a church, that we would try and pray the Lord's Prayer. We'd set an alarm uh, for midday, I think it was. Mine was always going off in random places and then be... <laughs> didn't quite work for me um, <laughs> but you know pray the lord's prayer don't just pray it you know use it as a launch pad so you start with um our father in heaven whoa i've got a father in heaven that is good news to me this morning Lord. that you are my father and you love me and you're in heaven and you're looking down on me and you are with me and use it as a launch pad and just go through the the um verse and pray off of whatever bit gives you any juices squeeze it dry for whatever it can give you and then Paul's prayers I also find really useful. My favourite is Ephesians three sixteen to 19. And this one talks about um, God filling us and with strength in our innermost being. Uh, who, who knows that that's a good way to start the day? Yeah? So even if I haven't got time to do anything, I might open up Ephesians three sixteen and I go, Oh, Lord, fill me. 
by your spirit in my innermost being. And the Holy Spirit comes, and you get a kind of like, ooh, and I go, ha, God is on the throne. God is with me. Yes, I can do this. Okay. Reference. Okay, next one. I've got some pictures here. This is getting practical about reference, our R and R with God. We're being reverent, set your posture, set your focus. Reference, reminding ourselves to constantly to refer to God. How quickly do we do that? How quickly do we do something else instead of that? So you might be a rabbit in the headlights. You might be someone who a situation comes along and you go, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this, oh no, my goodness. And then that leads you somewhere else, probably to worry. Um, so you might be a rabbit in the headlights. You might be somebody who sticks their head in the sand and goes, oh, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not, not, no, 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 no. So in, you, know, you might, are you not laughing? Does that mean because it's, you're all going, oh, it's me. No, it's good. So you might be an ostrich in the headlights. Uh, an ostrich in the headlights. That is quite an interesting illustration, but it doesn't really work, does it? Um, <laughs> so there, and then you've got the other type of people who are really clever. This is my husband. Um, something comes along and he goes, right, we can solve this. Yes, we can fix this. We can do this, 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 this. Yeah, sorted. But actually, the challenge is, did it, do you refer to God in it? Are you so clever that you forget to refer to God and ask him to help you? And then there's keep calm, phone a friend. That's another one of my weaknesses. I'm like, oh, Andy, will you do this for me, please? Or will somebody else help me? Please, please. Oh, oh yeah, God's there to help me too. There's nothing wrong with those last two. That's God may actually say, Yes, okay, go ask to solve it. I've given you the abilities, go do it. Or he might say, yeah, you need a bit of God with skin on. Go phone a friend and get someone to help you with this. But actually, the trick is to get the habit of referring to God first. That's the reference that we need to do. Now, the other one that we might slip into, if you go to the next one, Eleanor. Thank you. It's worry, so I thought I'd get two oracles on worry for us. Things to say about worry. Charlie Brown and God. Um, (laughs) let's hear what Charlie Brown has to say about worry. Worrying won't stop the bad stuff from happening. It just stops you from enjoying the good. And I'd like to add to that. It stops you from enjoying the more. Stops you. It takes takes raspberries out of your trifle, worry does, and makes it look really sad and unappetizing. Okay. And of course, scripturally, give all your worries and cares to God because he cares for you. He does. He loves you. Okay, so if you're real, if your trifle's a bit empty because you're worrying, you've got to remember, God loves me. And I've got to stop worrying because worrying is a really clever trick of the enemy to just empty out our trifles and empty us out and undermine us and steal our upgrade and get really cross about worry. We've got to deal with it. We've got to see it for what it is. Deal with it. Okay. Where am I now? Okay. No, 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 I'm not there yet. Oh, we're not there yet. No, 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 we're not there yet. (laughs) Okay, so reference was seeking out, call out, uh, take refuge, taste and see that God is is there. Mm, We have to lean, don't we? This is the lean, when we've got reference. I was just trying to think of a practical thing that I do. Um, I'm, I'm not very good at physics. So the real is... I don't have a very good brain for maths. And you put an equation in front of me and some complicated physics thing, and my brain goes, oh, 
I'm a rabbit in the headlights, and I go, no, I can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. It's far too complicated. It's maths. My brain doesn't work. There's a few neurons missing. Please don't make me do it. Somebody else do it, please. And I'm on my fourth child now, taking her through physics, GCSE. I'm, and I've decided, no, I'm going to try and take her through physics, GCSE. I've got a doctor of physics as a husband. He did the others. But I thought, actually, no, God is faithful to me. God is true. I'm not going to do it all because that would be stupid. But actually, when I face this paralysis, happens with fractions and decimals and things like that as well, I just close my eyes and I go, Lord, you need to help me here. Because you are on the throne and I'm asking for your help. Please calm my mind. Please calm it so that I can actually even understand what's written on the page and I might be able to communicate it to my daughter. Calm comes. Holy Spirit comes. I go to YouTube, find something else to help me, help, help me understand it. And, and then I go to Andy if I'm really stuck. But actually, my first place of reference is, God, you can help me with this. And I, and I, I, I don't get so panicked now. I can almost do fractions. Almost do percentages. Almost. I still have to really make sure I just refer to God in and keep me calm. But you'll all have your, your parallels of my fractions. You'll all have a Lois and leading worship. No, you don't need to worry and you don't need to be a rabbit. In the headlights, you can go, God, you are here. That was great this morning. You led us into the presence of God. Thank you. Thanks too. Yeah. Be different for all of you. You'll all have your moment of wanting to stick your head in the sand or being stuck in the headlights with something at work. But let's remember God is on the throne. Let's do our R&R. Let's put it into practice. Um, It's about habits, though, isn't it? It's about habits. That's a habit for me now. That When I feel the paralysis coming on, I pray. Um, Slow and steady. Remind yourself how to do it. So habits, I do it first thing in the morning. Um, That's just a habit I took on as a student after I'd become a Christian. And uh, somebody challenged me that um, if I was going to tithe my time, I could do the first thing. And that's quite a sacrifice for me because I don't like getting out of bed. And, um, but I do it and I make sure I focus on God in the morning. Um, it might be for you, it might be as you get in the car and go to work. That's when it needs to happen. It might be as you're making your cup of tea. You've got that post-it note on your tea caddy that says R&R. Do your R&R. Okay, do your R&R. Blow the kettle. Um, yeah. I have to resist. We have to watch what distracts us as well. I'm not allowed to pick up my phone in the morning. Sometimes if I'm really weak, I have to charge it downstairs because I know that if I pick up my phone, I'm lost. I mean, I might be lost with really good things. Someone might need prayer, but actually I haven't actually tapped into the resources of God if I go straight to my phone. Um, It might help you to go to your phone. That might be where your Bible is. But watch out because it's quite easy to slip and go and look on Facebook instead, or just look on your WhatsApp. Or, oh, and I've run out of time to read my Bible now. Whoops. That's what happens to me. Might not happen to you. You might be a lot more self-disciplined than me. Um, but you have to work with yourself. And I, d- I don't get out of bed. I, um, and I understand that that is quite a luxury. Thank you, Lord, taking me into the homeschooling world. But I don't go downstairs, because I, I, if I go downstairs, that's it, I've lost it. There's far too many things to do. There's people to talk to. There's people to ask me things. And the day starts, and I'm, I'm running to keep up for the rest of the day. So I stay in bed. I don't pick up my phone. I pick up my Bible. And that's what I do. But that's my reel. 
It wasn't always my real. I did have four children. So my bedroom was not necessarily a, peace, a place of peace and sanctuary always. And I had to do it differently back then. But now I'm enjoying this wonderful season of, I don't have to do the school run. And my children are still asleep <laughs> or getting themselves out the door. And I get to be with Jesus first thing in the morning. It's great. But it'd be different for you. So don't, don't feel hard done by. Get into God for the grace for your current situation. Okay. Now, I've talked to quite a few people about making your environment serve you. And um, a lot of people attach a habit, attach something to the habit of turning to God. So Maria is an excellent one to talk to. Um, she's fantastic at connecting um, an activity of daily life to connecting with God. So for Maria, it's making a cup of tea. When she's, she's taught herself that when she makes a cup of tea, she's going to start with giving thanks, and then she's going to be lifting up people in prayer. She's going to be thinking about other people. Because you don't need much of a brain, do you, to make a cup of tea? Well, a little bit of your brain, doesn't it? So you can do that, and you can do that in the office. Be nice. Try it this week. See if when you go and make a cup of tea, all right, give thanks for the Lord. He is good. Pouring the water on. Lord, pour your water on me. Pour your water on my husband, my wife, or my friend. Um, Go with it. Go with it. See where God takes you. Be creative. Um, I have a friend. Oh, and, and Bex. Bex ties a scarf to her buggy. And uh, who knows? You're not. If you got, you're getting young children out of the house. You are not thinking straight. Okay. You've usually got an overcrowded head, and you really need something to remind you God is on the throne. Whoa, yes, He's on the throne. Okay. Bex has a scarf tied to her pram. And that reminds her of a prophetic word that she had. And that points her towards God. That connects her to God and reminds her. It's a bit like a hanky in your pocket tied in a knot. But we don't have hankies anymore, do we? People think they're unhygienic. So you've got to think of a new way of doing that. Um, another friend of mine, her, she says, always, for the first 20 minutes of her car journey, that is God's time. That's when she praises. That's when she worships. She's in the car for longer than that. She sometimes just carries on and has a lovely time. And she has post-it notes on her dashboard. She has things in her sun visor to remind her and to prompt her. Because we do need it, don't we? We get distracted and we get tired. And then we forget that God is on the throne. However tired we are, he's still on the throne. So ask him to help you with creative things to prompt you. This other this friend of mine has little cards in her pencil case that she's laminated with the names of people she prays for. So when she gets to a meeting and um, everyone's late... Uh, she goes, oh, great, I'll pick a card out of my pencil case and I'll pray for that person. And she puts it back in and then sees how many she gets through. You might not have a pencil case. You might need to put it on your phone or do ever what you do when you don't use pencil case. But uh, use that different ways. Um, Yulia told me a wonderful story that she felt God provoked her to set off for work 10 minutes earlier. Okay, so it's often a sacrifice, gunning for this... Um, this upgrade from God. And so set off for work 10 minutes earlier so that she could give her time, have a cycle slowly and give the day to God and give praise to God on the way and just say, this is what's happening today, Lord. Please be in all my day. Orchestrate my day, Lord, because he's the best composer. So on your way to writing an essay at the library or something, if you're a student, walk slowly, walk the long way around and make sure you've given the essay to God and say, Lord, you're on the throne and you've brought me to do this place and yeah so just chat to God as you go take a longer route so that you've prayed by the time you get there on a meeting 
say you've got a meeting. I was trying to think of other examples that, that aren't my lifestyle. And uh, I thought about if you're going to a meeting um, and you're a bit concerned about it, maybe when you're, instead of taking the lift, which might get you there quicker, climb the stairs and use the, the rhythm of praying. Say, Lord, I'm marching out in you. I'm talking to you. So I told Andy this example and he went, no, 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 no. I'd get in the lift. And I went, well, why? There's people to talk to in the lift. And he went, <laughs> no, that's the extrovert talking. When an introvert gets in a lift, they look at the floor and go, great, no one's going to talk to me. When an extrovert gets in the lift, they go, oh, I'm shut in a box with lots of people I can talk to. <laughs> so again, you've got to deal with the real. You've got to do what you're, yeah, you deal with your own, what you're like. And don't ever get in a lift with me because it won't be silent. Um, <laughs> but... But little things like that, changing the way you do things to just, it's a bit like getting fitter again, climbing the stairs instead of taking the, what gives you time and prompts to get into God's presence? Okay. Um, I had a few thoughts about being at home with children, because obviously I've been at home with children for 20 years, so I thought, surely I've got something to say. Um, And it is more difficult to even get a sentence out when you've got young children at home, to even formulate an entire sentence sometimes. Um, And you have to find ways of doing it. But there is grace of God in it. Yeah, there is anointing from God in it that it can be good. It can be good. We used to, um, I basically made talking to God commonplace, out loud, anytime, all the time with the kids so it'd be they had a bump we used to call them hurties in our family so have you got a hurtie well shall we ask jesus to make it feel better shall we ask jesus to look after that bit that's been been hurt and then and often the cow pole would go in at the same time um you know i'm not totally spiritual um <laughs> and so we'd pray and that is our natural reaction oh you've got a pain we'll pray and the amount of times the children got better and they were like i mean i don't feel so bad anymore i'm like praise jesus you see, God is here with us. And we used to do the alphabet in the morning. We'd do that over breakfast. Maybe when you're walking home from school with the kids, you can, uh, let's give thanks. Let's give thanks for something. What's, what was good in your day? Instead of asking them, what did you do at school today? Oh, stuff. I mean, who knows when you ask a kid what they've done at school, they're not going to say, oh, well, mummy, today, unless you've got quite an unusual child, I did this, 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 and I learned this, and I loved that. And they're going to go, oh, stuff. And you go, okay, let's ask an open, let's ask a question that demands an answer. What was good today? What can you give thanks to God for? Oh, oh, well, someone played with me in the playground. <gasps> Praise God. That's fantastic. Or uh, something, like, oh, it was really sad. Nobody played with me in the playground. Oh, my goodness, we need to pray. Please don't leave my child in the corner of the playground on their own. Um, normal, normal. God is in it all. God, Emmanuel, God is with us. Let's teach our children that he's with us all the time. Um, we used to try and practice listening to God, which is a great thing because we're not very good at listening, are we, in our day and age? Taking a moment to be still. And we'd, I'd say, okay, quiet. We're going to think of praying. We're going to ask God what he wants us to pray. And we used to pay pick a price. So our, not money, the prices who are in Africa have got quite a few children. And I'd say, pick a price to pray for. So he gave them a boundary. You know, we're thinking of the prices, and there's six of them. Choose one to pray for. Who's God want you to pray for this morning? Moment of silence. Okay, we'll go around, and we'll all pray for the one that God's told us to do. Didn't matter if we all prayed for the same person, because that's obviously who needed prayer that morning. So we, we do that quite regularly. And we just, it was part of the culture of the family. Or um, <clears throat> I'd just say, okay, quiet, 
think of someone who doesn't know Jesus. And think of someone you know, who you could talk to about Jesus. Or maybe God would orchestrate something so we could be with them today. So then we'd all be quiet. And they'd come up with their list. And then we'd pray for those people. So it's, and that, you know, that feeds you as a mum. You know, or a dad at home. You've got a culture. Set it in the culture. You can be fed by that too. It's not just a giving to the children. You'd be surprised how beautiful it is when they come back with stuff. And you go, whoa, God is at work in my kids. This is great. And he's um, going, you've had enough, girl. Okay. <laughs> well, that's carried on. And, um, oh, when they're not little anymore, I still, I still um, encourage them to pray about the revision. Rachel prayed about a revision for her GCSEs. And God was so gracious that everything she revised came up in the essays. In fact, she got to the point where she trusted God so much that if he told her something was going to be in the essay, she'd message a friend and say, revise that. <laughs> and it came up. And they'd come out of the exam going, yes, God is on the throne. This is fantastic. God is our hotline. So it's great. Teach them. Bring them up in it. Um, and that's it. Um, so, okay, there's lots of others. And I'm probably going to have to skip over this. But, it, you know, using daily activities. Making a cup of tea. Sewing for Maria. The rhythm of sewing helps her to carry on praying. Whenever I drive past a crematorium, I prompt myself to pray for anyone who is, who is bereaved recently. And as I drive past it, which I do quite regularly, that's what I do. It's my prompt. I will pray for the people who I know have um, been bereaved. Um, that's, just, yeah, that's just another one of those examples. So the la- my last point, I'm going to go straight to my last point, which is that last slide, another nudge. Which is living under an open heaven. So I had some teaching when I first became a Christian about being in a meeting and the Holy Spirit being there, the Holy Spirit being hovering above us like he did at creation. Um, and he's, he's there in a meeting and he's, got, he's laden with gifts. He's laden with words for us and encouragements or gifts of knowledge or um, healing. And it's there, hovering, waiting. And it's waiting for us, waiting for us to go, go vertical and go, oh, have you got something for us this morning, Lord? Would you like to say something? Would you like to encourage us with something? This is what I call the nudge. I tried to take this into everyday life. And when you've got a moment to think straight, which I know I don't always have, but to go, oh, Lord, is there anything? Is, is someone coming across your mind quite regularly? And you think, oh, I thought about them a few times today. Or maybe I'll just, what do you want me to do, Lord? Vertical, go vertical with it. Say, so, do they need prayer, Lord? Do they need love? Do they need encouragement? Do they need, you know, me, I cram, I, you know, the God, I'm the one that wants more, more raspberries. So I've immediately thought, well, I'll plan them up. I'll take them a meal. I'll make them a present. I'll write a card. I'll text them. Actually, no, they just need praying for Ruth, okay? So, okay, I'll just pray for them, Lord. And that's the nudge. Someone comes across my screen more than once. That's it. I need to pray. I need to have faith that that's God. And we can do that in all walks of our life. Could be, I'm in a swimming pool, get, I'm, I'm in the change rooms getting changed, and someone's looking a little bit sad, and I'm like, oh, Lord. I know I'm an extrovert, so forgive me, introverts. I know this would be hideous for you. But I'm like, oh, she looks a bit sad. Shall I say something, Lord, or shall I just pray for her? And, and often I'll end up in a conversation, and, and I did to one lady, and I said, you look a bit sad. Are you all right? And she said, no, I'm really sad about my back. And I was like, oh, no, she's going to have to pray for her to pray. Oh, no, Lord, why did I hit my mouth? And I went, oh, do you know, when I get a bad back, I, you know, I usually pray. 
I'll pray for you, shall I? Oh, yes, she said, thank you. I didn't pray there and then I did bottle. Um, I said, oh, what's your name? She said, Sarah. I said, okay, Sarah, I'll pray for you on my way. Saw her the next week in the pool and I said, oh, hello. And she said, oh, hello. I said, how's your back? She said, well, it's not better, she said. I thought, rats. Um, and then she said, but it was so encouraging to think that you'd pray for me and that someone was thinking of me. I was like, oh, isn't that so, that was so simple. It's quite costly, especially if you're an introvert, to say something to a total stranger. But actually, it did her good. That's great. Um, a friend of mine came across my screen a few times after a Sunday morning, and I thought, oh, Lord, what, 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 what shall I do? I didn't get to speak to them this morning. I thought, hmm, what shall I do? Okay, I drop a text. Oh, half term's coming up. Maybe we could go for a walk. Maybe that maybe that'd be nice. Maybe she'd like that. So I texted, and it was just the right thing at the right time. She was so encouraged that, you know, she had a friend that would like to go and spend some time with her. And it was like, oh. And it doesn't just... It kind of connects them vertically as well. It goes, oh, God, you knew that I needed that. And you prompted someone else to do it. What a beautiful picture of God knitting it all together. Okay, so I'm going to encourage you to do that. Have a go. Be brave. Step out and listen to the nudge and see where God takes you. I'm coming into land. Oh, look. (laughs) Coming into land. And talking of coming into land, my response for us this morning is focused around Steve and Al going to Africa. Okay, I thought it would make it really practical and really relevant. They need prayer this week, um, as do their families. And uh, I thought we'd just take a moment now. We're going to listen for the nudge. So they're going to Africa for the week. And you've got Caroline at home with three kids. You've got Bev at home with three kids. And you've got Steve and Al going to Africa to visit the prices in the desert. It's going to be hot. Pardon? And the beers. True. Yes, going to visit Tim and Kate Beer as well and their kids. So I'm going to ask you to take a moment to just ask God what he wants you to pray for them this week. I don't want to know what it is. God knows. God can orchestrate this. You're his orchestra this morning. And he's going to drop different things into your heads. It might be their travel. It might be their health. It might be wisdom for what they're doing. It might be specifically for one of the children who's going to maybe find it more difficult that their dad's away. It might be whatever God can show you. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to ask you to take the hints of Maria and Bex. Will you pray it? Attach it to something you do every day. It might be cleaning your teeth might be doing the washing up, might be emptying the dishwasher, might be trying to think of an office one, might be go to the toilet. You have to do that, don't you? (laughs) Who else texts on the toilet? No, is it just me? No, no, Eileen texts on the toilet. Well, maybe sacrifice texting on the toilet this week and pray instead. (laughs) But think of something in your reel that will work that you could give a go to this week slow and steady make it realistic i don't want you getting up at five to pray for an hour oh if there's an anointing for that do it slow and steady gain momentum with god this week use it so i'm going to shut up and you're going to think of those two things what you're going to pray and what you're going to attach praying to so you remind yourself